You are listening to EP Culture Beat, the underground source of El Paso, Texas. Thank you. Awesome. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people listening out there. So my name is Carlos Solais. I'm part of El Paso Sun City Pride. I'm the co-director for the parade for 2021. Cool. Is the parade happening this year? Yes. So far, we're still in the planning stages. Um, We are waiting for the final permits to come through. That's the reason that we pushed the parade towards the end of the summer instead of doing it at the beginning of the summer because we didn't have the permits to officially do it the Mm -hmm. first weekend of June like we normally do. Well, we're going to talk more about that, how because pretty much like the pandemic has kind of made everything kind of a little weird for events, right? Right. So um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But um, what's what else is new with uh, Sun City Pride this year? One of the major differences this year is that instead of doing the Pride Fest in downtown El Paso, mm-hmm. as we've normally done in the last 14 years, this year... We, Since it began, right? Pretty much. We mm-hmm. started off doing it at on Stanton Street, right across from the, all the bars. This year, because of the whole pandemic issue and City Hall being closed and getting the permits on time was a little bit difficult. So we did partner this year with Raves Nightclub. Mm. That's where we'll be hosting Pride Fest block party this year, Saturday, June the 19th. Cool. So that's coming up real soon. Um, the event at Raves features a, a lot of drag queens and some have been featured in RuPaul's Drag Race, right? That is correct. We are actually having Alexis Mattel, who's one of the first seasons of RuPaul Drag Race and she's actually been in El Paso been at Epic and she's one of the crowd's favorites um, drag queens when exactly is the parade the parade we have a plan for August the 28th okay at cool 10 in the morning so it's gonna go beyond June correct as everybody knows pride started off with one day event mm-hmm. which was the parade and then the actual festival it has elaborated to a week and then to a month. Now, coming back from being in quarantine, per se, mm-hmm. we decided to do a whole month, I mean, the whole summer of Pride. So we're calling it the Summer of Pride. Oh, cool. So that means that the parade is kind of like the the end of summer celebration. It's the closing, correct. Yeah, cool. Yes. What else is in store for the event on Saturday? Because that's that's the block party is like supposed to be the the bigger the bigger thing, right? The biggest event. Even though we're doing it, or one of the bigger events, right? Even though we're doing it in a smaller venue per se, it's actually going to be bigger than if we would have done it in downtown. This year, we actually have two stages: one inside and one outside. Also, we have more of local entertainment mm-hmm. than in the past. Um, this year, we're actually featuring. DJ Johnny Cage, which will attract a lot of our locals to come and celebrate Pride. Is that always one of uh, your guys' goals is to uh, try and include uh, the the community more and try try to attract the non-LGBTQ community more 
that involves like your guys' you know family and friends and you know is that always one of the goals it's always one of our goals to have more visibility for the lgbtqi community Mm -hmm. and in this instance because it's bringing a little bit of both worlds per se Mm -hmm. it's gonna help us get to that point where more of our straight allies are gonna be there family members of course will be always there to support us but i think this is one of the events that the community will be out there because of johnny cage how has the pandemic affected this year's celebration and how was the 2020 celebration itself affected because i think in 2020 a lot of organizations that had yearly events tried to go online is that something that you guys tried for 2020 we didn't do anything because of the whole pandemic Mm -hmm. we were lucky enough that we actually had a social distance parade not hosted by El Paso Sun City Pride, but it was done by the community. So definitely there is that interest of the whole community to continue celebrating, even if it was socially distanced. Mm-hmm. This year with the pandemic, well, and I don't want to say it's post-pandemic because we're still going through it. Mm-hmm. I think the Summer of Pride has given us that opportunity to spread the events instead of having everything all at once and having multiple people our events. Granted, we do want to sell out and and have all the the big amount of people, but doing it little by little, mm-hmm. give it that a sense of security to or safety to our fellow people that are coming to these events. I like that you keep saying that you know events plural, like there'll be multiple uh, multiple things happening between June and August. Um, so what events are coming up after this Saturday? So after this Saturday, we do have. On the 24th of June, which is the next coming Thursday, a week from today, we'll be hosting the, well, not us, but the Chihuahuas will be hosting us for Pride Night at the Chihuahuas. That has been a a big success. This year, I guess people are eager to go and and go out there to the game that we've actually expanded our two sections that we had originally. Yeah. Now they open up a third section. For ticket sales, because people are buying those tickets and they're going by fast. So that would be June 24th. Mm-hmm. July, we will have... Um, That's the hot month. Yes. <laughs> so we have another event that we partner up also with, Raves. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be with DJ Irene. Cool. So July 3rd, that will be targeted and geared to our lesbian population. Cool. Um, and then we do have our splash party. Right now, the date is still pending, and it will be at Wedding Wild. Normally, we would have done Pride Fest, and then mm-hmm. Sunday after, we would have gone to Wedding Wild to continue celebrations. Yeah. This year, we're expanding it to have, like, at least a major event every month. So, with that said, in August, we have Pride Night with the locomotives as well. Nice. We'll be on a Thursday. We try to do Thursdays because yeah. that's when we can get a little bit more of special deals. For people to be able to enjoy themselves. So, same mission, different beat. Right. That's cool. And then on August 28th, like I had mentioned earlier, that will be our parade, the official Sun City Pride Parade, to finalize the Summer of Pride. And then after that, we'll have our brunch at the convention center. And where will that parade be again? The parade, this well, two years ago when we had the last parade, it had changed routes, and we started off by next to City Hall 1. Yeah. And then it goes up Campbell, if I'm not mistaken. And then down Montana, and it ends at Houston Park. 
the parade has grown significantly from 2007 to now. Now I can officially say that it usually takes about two hours to to run the whole parade. And you're one of the you're the main guy. I'm the co-director. You're the co-director for the parade. So what does that entail for you? For me, the parade has been my baby since mm-hmm. God knows when. I've been doing it for like 10, 12 years now. I've seen the evolution of the parade, the participation of our community partners. It's just, I don't know, I get emotional talking about the parade because that's when I get to see families going out there with mm-hmm. their kids, their children. I see abuelitos, abuelitas out there supporting their their family members. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the whole sense of pride in the parade is all about. Do you think um, it's an easier way of immersion too? To get rid of that animosity and those misunderstandings. Absolutely. I do agree with that. And sometimes it's just that maybe they don't want, they haven't had a chance to talk to or even interact. I think that's one of the things. And mm-hmm. I and I speak in personal um, point of view. Mm-hmm. My parents, when I first came out, they were a little bit distant. However, once they started going to some of the bars... Back then, we had the old plantation, the OP. Once they started seeing that atmosphere, I guess they saw the real real life, per se. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have that stigma in mind that LGBT means sex, drugs, and whatnot, mm-hmm. and prostitution. Once the people actually get to see the real LGBTQ world, it's a big eye-opener for a lot of people. And I think the parade is one of those events Mm -hmm. that can help bring families together friends together co-workers and whatnot and like you said it it, it's it's become a bigger and bigger thing like um how many floats do you guys get per year or or how many floats are how many floats are planned for this year and how many people are already volunteering floats i think we probably have gotten maybe like 10 20 from zero that we had yeah before it was just mainly walking entries or their cars mm-hmm. adp did an amazing job two years ago when which i think was the last time we had the parade they had this huge huge float yeah it's been growing and growing and people are already calling emailing to see hey is the parade going what's the theme and whatnot so as you're getting closer to august right um i guess your duties start getting a little more hectic Usually the week of the parade is the most hectic one. Mm. People, last minute people want to join. So this year we're trying to be What are you guys doing about that? I feel like that that's an El Paso thing, no? (laughs) I don't... Yeah, well, El Paso is always on the mañana time. Um, But I think that's what makes it very exciting. At least for me. I've done the parade on my own as well. Makes it more random, I feel. Yes. And I think... Sometimes once you plan something so well, those little last-minute stragglers that are coming to join mm. doesn't make a big difference to or an impact negatively. Mm. It actually makes it more exciting because you're like, okay, people are coming. People are coming mm. that we're not expecting. The plan for the parade this year, we plan to announce it on Saturday at the festival. Yeah. So people and we'll go live taking applications on Sunday. Oh, cool. So we have a whole strategy this time around it. And then on the first weekend of August, we do plan to have a El Paso Sun City Pride Mad Hatter brunch at the Briar Patch. 
Nice. Um, so, so that's some Alice in Wonderland Kind stuff. of going into and that. And uh, with some brunch. Yes. So what we want is people who are planning to participate uh-huh. in the parade to come up with some type of a hat that represents their float. The bigger, the better, I say. And some spiked tea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we think... If, as we give it momentum, I think people will be more excited. Oh, so they don't necessarily have to be uh, in drag or anything. Like they no, just, no, it, just make make, make it, your hat big. Yeah, Remember, cool. we're Texas. The bigger, the better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Does Sun City Pride have uh, specific goals for this month for for this year? I think it is to go ahead and continue being visible, mm-hmm. um, show our presence in the community. After being pretty much gone for a year because of the whole pandemic yeah it's kind of sort of like starting from zero again sometimes it's not a bad thing it's always a good thing to refresh ourselves um so i think a year of having that the breather year Mm -hmm. has given us more sense of direction of where we want to go especially now that we are a non-profit organization um time to think you know yeah so I think this year is was more like we're here, we're still here, we're still part of our community. And I think during the summer of Pride with the events and having some of the family events going on with like with the Chihuahuas mm-hmm. and whatnot and being active in other organizations. Last month the BRC had their Pride kickoff. What's BRC? Uh the Borderland Rainbow Center. Cool. And they had their They're located uh, in Central too, right? They're Wyoming. Wyoming. Yes. yes. They've been an amazing, amazing organization. They've during the pandemic when pretty much everybody closed, they stayed open. They fed our community, not only the LGBTQI community. Overall, they were always out there. They've been out there feeding the refugees as well. So we have that representation. Sometimes just people don't know about it. So they were the ones putting our the face out there for the LGBTQ community. We participated with them mm-hmm. in their kickoff party, and which was a great success. We had over 100 people. It was a family-oriented, so a lot of kids, their dogs. So it was nice. So doing those kind of events for our community helps us and helps us to also take that stigma, once again, about the LGBTQI community. We're out here to, to serve our community. And speaking about community, that's a nice segue there, man. <laughs> Sun City Pride gives back to the community a lot. I know there's a school supply drive and an Easter basket event. Yes. And does this year's Pride celebration also have a charity aspect? Well, we actually give out and we're giving out two scholarships this year. Even though we were not in a very active organization throughout the pandemic, we still had the funds that we still had sponsors and donors mm-hmm. for us to be able to continue to provide the scholarships that every year we've been given out to our community I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we've given out more than $10,000 wow. in scholarships in the past 15 years. We have doctors, we have nurses, we've had a variety of majors out there. They have benefited from this. And is this year's application already open for that? We've actually have already, they've already selected um, oh, cool. the two um, recipients. They are going to be recognized. That's at right, because at this point, that, at this point, the the school year's over. Right. So <laughs> I'm a little behind. So they've already been selected, and it was how many? Two. Two. Yes, and just to clarify, 
none of the board members are part of the selection committee. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually do have a panel of volunteers. Some are professors from UTEP that will go ahead and nice. read the applications. And that's how they select. Money for education is always needed. Correct. And you know, the funny part is, in the past, when I've actually been more active with the organization, that's one of those things that we've always have, not argued, but like, try to come into some census with how much money are we giving out because sometimes we want to be able to give as much as we can mm -hmm. but sometimes because the amount of people applying or whatnot so even if it's a $200 scholarship it helps that's a book because trust me books are expensive yeah. I've been there done yeah. that so yeah events like the brunch that will host after the parade mm -hmm. that 100% of whatever we make out of that brunch goes into our wow. scholarship fund cool um, I've also noticed the the Pride 365 hashtag. So are there other events throughout the year or maybe organizations, which you already mentioned, um, the one on Wyoming? Uh, Borderland Rainbow Center. Are there maybe other organizations that people should know about? So currently, like, the most active organization that we have is the Borderland Rainbow Center. Mm -hmm. There's also Border, Border AIDS Partnership who they do their fun their major fundraiser is usually in november mm -hmm. um they do this amazing amazing um silent auction event where they raise a lot a lot of money i was part of their board and their work that they do they provide whatever it's raised throughout the year mm -hmm. especially for that for that one event because they were also part of dining out for life which is a national event that happens they usually end up giving about $50,000 to local agencies, not only in El Paso, but mm -hmm. also Las Cruces and Ciudad Juarez. Wow. You know, there, there's a lot of charity involved with Sun City Pride. Yes, and we try to go ahead and do that. Um, more and more philanthropy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily only for the LGBTQI community. Mm -hmm. um, some of our benefactors have been Dame La Mano, the Shell Crisis Center, La Posada home, which they're homes that they have either better women or mm -hmm. people that are just in failing hard times. Yeah, populations in severe right. need. Mm -hmm. So we've been out there providing toys during the holidays, Easter baskets during Easter. The school supplies usually goes to those agencies as well. Also, the Reynolds home, we've partnered with them in the past. So what is Sun City Pride's mission and how can our listeners help? How can people help? So our mission has always been to increase the LGBTQI community's visibility. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done that very well in the past 15 years. This year for the Easter Basket, we actually had a Girl Scouts troop that actually called me. It's like, hey, Carlos, we want to donate 50 baskets. Nice. Well, those 50 baskets were not just 50 baskets. It turned out it was 150 baskets. I think this was the most successful Easter basket drive that we've had. How many did you guys have total? I believe we were more than 400 baskets wow. that our kids in the community were able to receive. I mean, you have to put this in, in everybody's perspective. Kids don't understand a pandemic. Kids will be kids. Christmas is still Christmas for them. Easter mm. is still Easter for them. So we need to go ahead and try to keep that sense of normalcy, mm -hmm. at least for them. Yeah. And how can people help? Um, you can always go to suncitypride.org. 
you can donate there. So donate a button there. Also, whenever we have events show up, be part of the events. It's not all always about just giving money. It's also for you guys to have fun. Enjoy while we are doing something good for our community. Yeah, and you guys um, are always looking for volunteers. Always. There's always events. There's always things that we do. This year, Nadine, who is our vice president, mm-hmm. hosted a cleanup day for downtown. It was originally going to be just around the Pride Square area. I think it evolved a little bit more into downtown. So those are the little things that people don't realize that we do just to go ahead and make sure that we have a clean um, environment and a clean city. That It's like kind of weird to think that that's like an old school thing to do, like to like get, get the gang together and clean up the little neighborhood, right. you know? But it, it is needed, you it's know? It's needed. And sometimes we just don't realize that that's yes. needed. And it's not all work. Because trash sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's not all work. We actually had a cookout mm. afterwards for all of the volunteers and for anybody that went to the bar afterwards. So it's not all work. We do have fun. I think the community needs to uh, come as one, do at least one good deed throughout the year. Are you guys on Instagram and Facebook? We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. Of course, our suncitypride.org, that's our website. Usually that's where we keep loading most of our events and schedule of events. Even though I mentioned some, mm-hmm. we are adding more events it's throughout. constantly evolving, folks. Correct. So, even, uh, so I guess if people want to collaborate with you guys to do an event between now and august i guess they can contact you absolutely um we are always looking for new partnerships Mm -hmm. recently we just um there's a new organization mija yes you can Mm -hmm. that came along so we'll be partnering with them in july we're doing a, a panel with them at epic cool so we do partner up with other community it doesn't necessarily have to be LGBTQI oriented. Mm-hmm. We will partner up with anybody who does good in our community. And so just in the search bar, in your social media so, uh, search bar, search Sun City Pride. Yes. It's really easy. And you'll find us, you'll find pictures of past events. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? We hope to see you all throughout the summer of Pride. Um, don't forget, we do have our Pride Fest block party on the 19th at Raves Nightclub. And then July 3rd, we have DJ Irene, another block party at Raves Nightclub. June 23rd. Shout out Raves. June 24th. Sorry. Will be uh, Pride Night at the Chihuahuas. August 24th will be Pride Night with the Locomotives. And then, of course, closing the Summer of Pride with our Sun City Pride official parade. Following uh, with the brunch that everything that's uh, made at the brunch goes towards our scholarship and since uh this prize celebration is constantly evolving just stay tuned right stay Correct. tuned for other stuff um thank you so much mr carlos no thank you for being on the show thank you for sharing your um the information and yeah hopefully we get some listeners hopefully we get some some people to head on out to the saturday's event and for to the rest of the events because it's not just june nice june it's a whole summer of pride cool